When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary dw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every morning, Darren Armstrong talks Big Brother looking at the stuff from yesterday. All the drama, all the strategy and silliness from Vito to HOH. Every single season, you know he is the reason. You know what's happening. Rob said that he could do it. Tomorrow he will do it again. Hello, everyone, and good morning. Welcome to our live feed update for October 27th. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and I'm here today to update you on everything that happened yesterday on the Big Brother 25 live feeds. It was day 86 in the house, and we had two evictions, and we have a new Final Five HOH, and we're going to talk through it all here today. And with me to talk through it all here today is Puya. How are you doing, Puya? I'm doing well, Taryn. I'm happy to be here. Different name, different name to announce this morning. So it doesn't feel like a repeat. So that's something, right? That's something. Yes. Uh, Well, of course, uh, you see it next to me. Make sure you check out the tickets for the live show in L.A. next week. Um, Very. uh, We're going to have a good time. Depending on what happens on this HOH. Might be terrible, might be boring, might be incredible. I don't know. You won't know. The buy tickets will be there together no matter what. It'll be, a, it'll be fun for us to be there together in person. Uh, do that thing. Um, so here's what happened yesterday. It was day 86. Of course, uh, Jag was the HOH, Blue in America on the block. They were going back and forth about, should we tell Blue? Should we not tell Blue? Uh, they didn't tell Blue on the feeds. They uh, they never told Blue. They they told her minutes before, as we saw in the episode, and I've already talked about that. Uh, before the eviction, though, we did have a conversation between Felicia and Sari, where Felicia let Sari know that she she is 
probably going to take the shot if she wins the HOH uh, at Matt and Jag after all, because if they can do this to Blue, they can do this to anyone and somebody needs to take the take them down. So if she wins it, uh, that's what she's going to do. And all that is to do for today is to remind you and make you sad that that didn't happen, sadly. But she had the intention, so at least that's something. Yeah. Um, so uh, we get to the double eviction. And Bowie Jane wins the HOH. Uh, if Suri had won it, if Felicia had won it, if America had won it, Jag's gone. Uh, but Bowie Jane won it, um, decided I have zero intention of winning this game. Um, and, uh, went after America, took out America. That's what happened in the double eviction. At the end of the double eviction, uh, Matt tells Suri on the episode, uh, you're never going on the block if I win HOA. And then guess what happened? Yep. Who would have won? Mm -hmm. That's right. Taryn, now, obviously, you and I were both on the recap last night, and we talked at length about the uh, veto. However, I was very um, intrigued by the tweet you put out later in the night. Can you regale the audience with that? Because I feel like it was some interesting stuff to put out there. Yeah, I mean, you know, because uh, a lot of people, because it, it goes just, it goes beyond just this particular competition, but this is a, just a very good um, uh example of it because it was live so we were able to actually see what mm -hmm. happened because a lot of people will say like oh bb comics not that physical maybe the dentist one it's not that physical uh except for the fact that in a very short period of time so we're talking what it was like maybe 60 seconds to two minutes tops uh that this competition ran for um matt was able to take seven shots uh, at dropping his balls into the tube. Um, both Suri and Felicia were only ever able to take three shots in the time it took for Matt to do seven. Um, three shots, by the way, not enough. You need four balls in the tube, which means it was physically impossible for Suri or Felicia to win this competition simply from the speed portion that Matt was just more than double, more than twice as fast at getting back and forth to take those shots. And that's where something like the tooth competition comes into play, where they are running around, running back and forth. And that's an edited competition, so you can't see it live like we did here, but that runs for a lot longer, which means the speed element has even more time to have an impact. Um, and when somebody is more than twice as fast as their competition, they're getting probably about double the amount of attempts at getting the question or whatever it is right. Um, that is what we mean when we talk about physical components to competitions. Um, so Matt gets four, he misses three shots out of seven. Um, he's also the tallest person with the longest uh, wingspan. He can get the closest to the tube. Uh, none of these holes are uh, adjusted for height whatsoever. Um, so uh, both Felicia and America are very short. If you look at the, the image of them, America looks even shorter than Felicia. Uh, they also have smaller hands. Um, and can't grab the balls as easily as Matt can. So many of the women are having to put both arms through the hole, which pulls them even further away from the tube, uh, which makes their accuracy even more difficult to maintain. Uh, so uh, that's another component that's making it harder. So, But even if Suri or Felicia had perfect accuracy, had, had landed every shot, it was still impossible for them to win. Uh, and, and Felicia did have pretty good accuracy. She nailed two out of the three shots that she took. Um, there's a good chance that if she gets maybe at least a total of five shots, she wins maybe. Uh, America, of course, is faster than Suri and Felicia. Uh, she manages to take four shots in Matt's seven, um, which means that if she was perfect, 
If she had landed every single one, she would have won the veto. But of course, again, smaller hands, much longer distance to the tube. It's, it's much harder for her to be accurate. Uh, it is a competition that is so wildly imbalanced that it, again, just screams incompetence to me that not only is it so imbalanced, but it also was very poorly shot. The running portion was what we were seeing most of the time. We were barely seeing the balls being dropped. We couldn't even see the results of half of the attempts because they were show, showing the like weird to watch just them in ball pits or running back and forth. Um, it's, it's terrible. The whole thing is terrible. Outside of Blue winning that second veto, which was a guess the number that Jag Spence on top like hanging on the thing the three the trio has won every competition which is impressive however then when you look under the the you know look under the thing look under the hood look at the competition themselves jag won basically the same comp three four times uh matt has won the same comp twice now uh the bowie jane one i would say she's won the same comp but also it was a booth comp so that's a lot more anybody could have won and both of them went to tiebreakers anyway so yeah, I just wanted you to highlight that because I did find it interesting that, you know, we've talked about, well, why is this bigger ad advantage to, to people who have maybe higher, higher fitness or more? why is it more physical? That's why, because you can complete seven laps and get more attempts in and just that in your reach, you're going to get there. Also, Taryn, I've been looking at this poster for the last two minutes and you and Rob are basically the Minutemen just without a handshake. <laughs> so I'll put that out there for you. Maybe we did. This. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you take you taking credit or blame which one is it blame. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and and it's just like it's again it's you know people will say like well you, you can't just have a stationary competition like, what? like but but why not because it's way more interesting to watch the actual attempts at dropping the ball than it is to watch like random running and searching through uh like a, a ball pit like we we couldn't see the actual important part of the competition uh we just got to see matt outrace uh three 45 plus uh, year old women um like okay um so uh it's the it's it's terrible it's they the, can't the whole thing is terrible and if they kept it to one frame, they can't mess up the editing. They can't mess up the, oh, we panned out to the wrong thing again for the eighth time. So people aren't even seeing the, the juicy bits. Exactly. And, and, you know, people will say, it was a quiz and a physical comp. Balance. That's not balance. When one competition makes it absolutely impossible for nearly half the field, uh, that's not balance. What's balance is the fact that Matt, who has performed terribly in all the quiz competitions up until this one, still has a chance to make it to the tiebreaker of this one because quizzes are balanced. You are anybody is capable of winning a quiz competition. Uh, it's an even playing field, uh, an even playing field and an incredibly unbalanced playing field does not balance out to equal. It does not mean it's balanced. That means it's very it's like very heavily tipped in the favor of athleticism. Um, and that's just taking into account two competitions. If you take into account the last like 10, then it's what? Like two, maybe three quizzes to seven or eight physical competitions or competitions with a physical component in them. It's not balanced. It's not even close to balanced. And, and, Disregard all of that. I keep saying this, but people are so incredibly uh, like willing to ignore actual facts and statistics. The statistics more than back this up. They are incredibly damning. Uh, over and it's a huge sample size. Over five hundred competitions in the course of this show have been played, and they show an incredibly large and clear trend. Uh, toward men winning them. How do you explain that? That's what we're doing, right? Like, uh, you can't just be like, well, but there was one quiz in this double eviction. Therefore, all of those statistics mean nothing. Or, well, there was that one time that uh, this person almost won. Or look at all of these competitions that theoretically could have had a different result. Well, guess what? They didn't. 
They didn't this season. They didn't last season. They didn't the season before that. They didn't the season before that. And they didn't the season before that. And on and on and on, all the way down to the beginning of the show where it actually was somewhat equal over 16 years ago. Uh, probably even longer. I'm just coming up with that number. Um, it's wild. And anybody that argues different is out of their mind. Yeah. And um, here's the thing. I feel like this has kind of been the recurring theme I've noticed all season where I will say a thing or we'll say a thing and then people will try and fill the gaps of what things we didn't say. And therefore it means this. So, for example, you talking at length about this comp not being equal equity equals to you are against Matt and Jag and you're just upset that you didn't get the result you want. Hi, hello. I'm a I'm a fan of Jag who literally will take a Suri or Jag win very happily this season. And it's benefiting Jag. Like literally this is benefiting Jag. These comps have helped Jag get his game to the point where he can actually be the winner of the season. It's not that. Again, we are two people that have watched this show for, we are going to watch it for a hundred days. And we saw the magic it was in the pre-jury. And we have now seen where it's gotten here, where we actively are joking about Four updates in a row, which equals a month of coming on here and being like, all right, well, it's the same result again and same outcome and same comp. We want it to be more fun and exciting. What's more fun and exciting when you don't know who's going to win? The minute they pan out from this comp going to commercial, you knew that America was cooked. You knew Matt or Jag were winning that veto. So really, that's what it is. It has nothing to do with the players. Remove the players off the board and put anybody there. I'd still be looking at it thinking, hmm, it ain't equal. It ain't equal. Because again, if, if this was a physical competition, this would be the challenge. This is not this big brother. So that's where my beef is, personally. Yeah, and it's that's it's a ridiculous argument to make. I've been talking about this for over five years. It's like, uh, yeah, I've been prepping for new. five years <laughs> to argue against Jag. I've it's been playing the long game here, uh, and like, oh well, it's never been fair. Except, yes, this is what I'm saying. It was for the first eight seasons. It was. What are you talking about? This is like, okay. Um. Anyway. Uh. We move forward. Matt we has move won the <laughs> HOH. Um, it's hard to say exactly what this HOH was. Uh, I don't know if it was particularly physical, but it was a kind of knockout competition that, uh, that allowed um, essentially Matt and Jag to team up uh, against Suri and Felicia. Uh, where basically Matt was able to take Felicia out of the competition and weaken Suri enough that Matt was able to take the win. Uh, so uh, I, I don't exactly, there were like lives in it um, and there were some kind of, some kind of question asking kinds of things, I think. But, um, but the point is Suri was doing well uh, but then, uh, you know, after Felicia went out, Jag went after her and um and then she had like one life left to matt's like two or three and uh matt was able to then beat her uh because um because it took both suri and felicia to take jag out of the competition and by the time jag went out suri had been weakened enough that matt was uh, able to win that's the that's what we've been able to sort of gather from their conversations about it yeah it feels a little like the um the luigi mario party meme where matt maybe just by proxy of not being jag benefited heavily and won so yeah um so uh matt jag and bowie celebrate they celebrate this is great for us i can't believe we did it um what are we going to tell Felicia and Suri about the fact that they're going on the block of course matt had just told Suri, you're never going on the block if i win hoh but now they're all talking about how Suri is going to go on the block uh, uh, now that he is HOH. Um, and uh, there's a lot of talk about how that's the right thing to do because uh, Bowie is the one that had to win the HOH and piss off uh, another jury member and do some work for them. Whereas Suri, who has not won any competitions, has not done any work for them. And so it's only fair that Suri goes on the block as a pawn instead of somebody like Bowie. That's exactly what you want to hear. You're repaying a favor at the final five when 
this is the key time to get rid of the big targets that will hinder your end game or prevent you from sitting in the final two chairs. But no, they've locked it in. They've locked it in the three of them. I obviously Matt did promise everybody but Felicia safety at this stage. So he's going to piss off somebody. Um, but, you know, I, again, I feel like in his mind, he's going to keep Suri anyway. They're going to get rid of Felicia and he'll have plenty of reassurances to do so. But I don't know about that. Mm. Well, uh, the reason to not know about that is that Matt gets called to the DR, and uh, I've got to say, I, I I have to I have to pretty harshly criticize Ceres. Uh, I, I I I maybe called complacency, maybe uh, maybe just like lackadaisical uh, nature here in the night. She's just going to go to the comic room, um, not even bother hanging out with Jag or. Uh, or Bowie when Matt is away. Um, and in general, isn't really going to talk any game tonight. Uh, she does celebrate with them a bit. Um, and she talks to Jag a little bit about like uh, how, you know, she, how like survivor and stuff like that. But like for the most part, she, I think is just kind of like done with it that night. Uh, she can barely muster up energy for Matt's HOH from reveal later. Um, and, uh, and I think this is a big, uh, dropped ball, uh, so to speak. Um, because, uh, I think that Matt needed to be gotten to uh, as early as possible to reinforce the promise that he made, uh, before he made new ones. We talk about this all the time. It's a, it's a very big brother thing. First person in there usually has the biggest advantage. And, uh, and I think that she, uh, I think she drops the ball here a bit. Yeah, and I feel like obviously we know Ceri's capabilities and she definitely doesn't need all that much time to get in someone's ear, get in someone's head. That being said, though, if the HOH goes to bed with a plan in mind and then wakes up and it's the day of the nomination, they've already had like eight hours of soft sleep being like, OK, I've solved this. This is what I'm going to do, which is why I think that the tides aren't going to shift at least for the initial noms. Cause again, she can get in as get in, get in the room. She needs to, to like maybe change that narrative. But I think reassuring that you're not going anywhere. That first night is so valuable, especially when there's only five of you left uh, for the whole week to play out. Yeah. And even beyond that, just like the fact that he's like now made like, they could be making promises. It's just going to be harder for them to, to go to do the thing that you wanted them to do. Um, and then even beyond that, she's supposed to be playing up that she's in a final four with them. She should be. I'm sorry, Suri. I know. I know you don't want to, but you should be up until five in the morning with them celebrating, talking through how amazing it is that you've made the final five together and you're about to make the final four. You should be in those conversations so that they can't be reinforcing their own bond and uh, and making more promises and doing all these things. Uh, this is an incredibly crucial portion of the season for her. And uh, and I think that this is definitely uh, a, a huge missed opportunity. We'll see where things go uh, from here. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello. All right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Matt is in the diary room and uh, Bowie and Jag start talking. 
And uh, Jag starts talking about how, you know, thinking about it. Obviously, we trust Suri a lot more than Felicia. Felicia very like uh, we believe Suri over the, with all of that stuff. Uh, but does any of that really matter at this point? Suri is the better player. Suri is a better player than Felicia. And he starts talking about something that happened uh, with Blue. I think after she was told she was leaving, I think maybe when America was campaigning, she was talking about some stuff as well. Um, that like America was saying that Suri is really good at this. Suri is playing an amazing game. Um, America, like just trying to save herself through the campaign, talking about how Corey would always tell her to be careful of Suri that Suri is incredible. She's a legend. Um, and that was what America was saying on her way out the door. And it really got Jag thinking again about like, well, should we just maybe take Suri out now uh, instead of Felicia? They're both bad at comps. In fact, Felicia, uh, Suri outperformed Felicia in this HOH. And she outperformed Felicia in the previous HOH. Um, so, you know, competition-wise, they're at least equal, if not Suri's better. Um, and She's a lot more likely to win in a final two. So why don't we just take Suri out now? Uh, and Bowie's like, yeah, I, I, think that's, I think that's the right play. Um, Bowie, who doesn't care about her own personal relationship, she's a lot closer to Suri. She would, like, on a personal level, keep Suri, but uh, she also would have kept America if that was her motivation. She just genuinely wants to take out the biggest threat every week because she wants to get to the final three with them. Um, so they start talking about this and, uh, you know, Jag says, well, maybe after the veto, we wait until after the veto, but after the veto, we approach Matt about voting out Suri instead of Felicia. You know, damn well, you're waiting till Thursday at 7 PM. Don't even play with me. I already know your schemes, my man. I already know what you're going to do. There ain't no drama happening this week. Taryn is really where I'm at. I mean, listen, they're not wrong. They're absolutely not wrong. If if your objective is to get to the three with Bowie Jane, then Suri has to go here easily. Big, the only other threat outside of you, um, Jag or Matt to win it at this point, you should get rid of her. That being said, and where the interest comes in for me is very much the, the inner turmoil between Matt and Jag and Bowie Jane, because I don't think Matt will have any of that. Now, how will he figure it out and how will he navigate it? That's a question we'll have to wait and see. But they're not wrong. This is absolutely the move, as much as it'll pain me to say it. But if they want to get to the three together, Suri should go here, not Felicia. Yes. Uh, that, I mean, especially because uh, that wasn't the only thing talked about while the feeds were down. Uh, something else the Blue was saying before she left was uh, talking about Matt. And how she was very upset with Jag. Uh, and she said, Matt, it's not your fault. Um, and Jag was like, what the f***? Like, well, how come he gets, like, how come he, they're not mad at him? Like, and, and Jag is becoming concerned that he might have a bitter jury on his hands. Um, and something else that apparently Blue uh, and or America was saying was that uh, another thing Corey said before he left was that Matt was playing the best game in the house. And this is news to Jag, uh, who has felt like, hey, I'm, I'm killing it here. Um, and he doesn't say it out loud, but I am getting the sense that Jag is going to cut Matt for Bowie. Uh, that I, he said a long time ago that Bowie was easy to beat. Um, and I think despite that, he was very willing to take Matt to the end. He felt like he could beat Matt. But with this new revelation uh, that like Blue might be better at him and not Matt, and that Corey is talking about how Matt's the better player, uh, he's all of a sudden talking to Bowie about how, man, they're, they're going to be better at us both. Both of us. Uh, yeah, we're, we're both in the same boat. Matt, not in the same boat. Not in the same boat for Matt. Uh, but, but us. We're in the same boat. And there lies the difference between the games they have played. Because I feel like while Jag has had the most agency in winning the most comps and making big decisions, Matt has been 
safe and using that safety to talk to people and make them feel comfortable, bring people on side. And Jag, I think there's going to be a hard lesson for him to learn if he does make it to finale night and then lose. If you are getting somebody out, making them feel like they're super safe and studying comp stuff with them, studying days with them, reassuring them all the way to Thursday, only then to be like, oh no, you were the target all along. That's not going to help your case at all. Like that is like, and, and I think you talked about this yesterday, although in a more jokingly manner that if you were told minutes before, you're like, I don't get to have my reaction. I'd be like, oh, so you were marinating me. I feel like a fool. Cause I know there's a hundred some cameras in here and I've been happy. I've been dancing. I've been whispering to myself. Oh, I'm so safe only to be made to feeling like an idiot. Mm-mm, I don't like that. You could have just told me I was going and I could have at least either pleaded and all because you, you didn't want to deal with me campaigning. You're playing the game. Let me campaign and then work on my jury vote because now I might not even give it to you. Uh, it is funny to me, though, that no one else gets the blame but Jag. So that, that is comical. But yeah. Yes. Uh, and I, like, uh, I, I want to be clear about this. I think this is a massive blow to Matt. I think that Matt, who has been in a very good spot for a very long time, and this is some a lot of uh, the times what happens. Um, because I think that Jag is considerably better at hybrid comps, physical mm-hmm. and mental, um, and Matt tends to not be good at them at all. Uh, I I think that Matt is in some serious trouble here, um, and his only path to win out of all of a sudden, right? Like all it took was for Blue and America to open Jag's eyes to the fact that, like, on their way out the door, sorry, Jag, you suck. We we like Matt. Uh, to be like, hold on, <laughs> you shouldn't like him. Uh, and to be like, Corey also liked Matt more. He thinks that Matt's better than you. Like, whoa! Uh, just like that, uh, Matt's chances to win, I think, have diminished significantly. Uh, and because of that, he has a couple of sort of narrow options, narrow paths to get to the end. One is that he just wins his way and he's fine. Uh, I don't think he's likely to be evicted at the final four unless uh whoever remains um outside of the trio of him bowie and jag wins the hoh uh and then maybe like bowie wins the veto uh and maybe evicts matt over jag at this point because she has also now been like oh man maybe we can't be matt um that's like a very specific scenario where that happens though i don't see it really uh being a thing um and then getting to the final three, winning and taking whoever at this point. I do think he beats Jag. I do think he beats Bowie. Uh, but he can't take Suri. I think that's a little dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so he can win his way to the end, but not in the way that where he takes Suri. But on the other side of things, uh, he needs Suri in the game. Um, it's, it is crucial for Matt that Suri survives to the final four. Um, and then ideally uh, survives to the final three. Because if Suri is the person that's in the final three with Matt and Jag, I do believe Jag will take Matt over Suri in fear of Suri beating him. Um, and so I think Suri is the only person that that happens with. I think that Jag will cut Matt for Bowie or Felicia. So if Matt wants to get taken to the final two, I think he needs Suri there with him. But uh, he doesn't want to win that final three HOH because then if he might take Suri where he might lose. Uh, so again, a couple of narrow pathways all of a sudden for Matt, mostly because he is now running into the issue that everyone else has been running into this season, which is if you can't beat Jag or if you can't beat whoever is winning these competitions that are the same competitions over and over, all of a sudden your pathways get extremely narrow, uh, out of nowhere. I do think that if he realizes it, this is the week where he should cut Jack for his own self gain because next week Jack can first of all compete in the HOH and the veto. And typically the final four veto is a hybridish comp. So like you said, that's more, that will favor Jack some more too. And at that point, he's not going to be, I don't think he'll be able to stop Jag. And I do see Jack being more likely to cut him even more so now than before having Cerebi at the final four is the thing that can be the bumper, the savior for him. And, and given Jack's tendency to not want to muddy waters, I feel like he will cut Cerebi 
as a way to like delay the inevitable of not cutting Matt. So that would help him. But obviously, if Sari goes here, then next, I do agree with you potentially that I think his equity does fall and puts him in a bit of a dangerous spot. And what puts him in a dangerous spot is that other people are recognizing that he's playing the better game potentially, or that at least the jury might be seeing it that way. So when you combine the fact that the jury might be seeing him positively and also Jag feeling like, oh, the jury might not like mess with me. This might be the rude awakening that uh, breaks up the minute, man. Yeah. Well, and for Jag, I think it's pretty crucial that he gets rid of Suri this week um, because Suri is a lot harder to get out at the final four um, because Matt's not competing in the final four HOH. There's only three people competing in the final four HOH. It's Jag versus theoretically, if Suri's still there, Suri and Bowie. Um, Jag almost definitely wins that. If Jag wins the final four HOH, then he cannot be the vote that is cast at the final four, which means even if he wins the final four veto, uh, he has to leave somebody off the block to cast the deciding vote. And if he leaves Matt off the block to cast the deciding vote, Matt's probably going to vote out Bowie over Suri, uh, which means he would need to leave Bowie off the block and force Matt on the block, which would piss Matt off to the point where like, you know, I don't know if Jag's willing to do that. That's even worse than like, I think voting Suri out this week. Um, so, uh, and that would mean that he basically has to win that final four veto in order to make that happen. Whereas this week, it's a lot easier to vote out Suri. This is a much easier situation to vote Suri out than at the final four, basically, because uh, final four is just a lot riskier. Um, because if he doesn't get Suri out and he does get trapped into a final three with both Suri and Matt, he may be, he may have just lost the game entirely at that point. Um, and so if I'm Jag, there's no shot I'm taking that risk. I have to get Suri out this week. Uh, I don't know if he's seeing it that way quite yet, but um, I do think it's very crucial for Jag to make that happen uh, if he wants a, a shot at winning this um, or like a, a better shot at winning this, I should say. Uh, so that's kind of the situation we're in. Matt, for Matt, I think it's crucial that Suri stays. For Jag, I think it's crucial that Suri goes. Um, and if you really want to push it, as Puya said, the real move for Matt is to try and take Jag out this week if he doesn't win the veto. Because I, I'll, I'll make this prediction. I don't, if Jag is not evicted this week, I think Jag is in the final two. Okay. Like that prediction. Um, I, I think that there's no chance he loses both final four HOH and veto. The final four veto, uh, last few years has been something that is very physical and mental. Um, and that is something that Jag has outperformed Matt in, uh, significantly. Um, and then in the final three HOH, he's guaranteed to get to part three. And, uh, I think he has a very good chance of winning a quiz, uh, over Matt, uh, or Bowie. He's been doing a lot of studying. I think Sari could maybe beat him in studying. I think Felicia could beat him in studying, but I don't see either of them making part three. Uh, I do think he can beat both Bowie and Matt, which means I think that he will win out to the end if he survives this week, uh, which he might just win this veto anyway. Um, so, uh, so an interesting sort of layout here to, to look at. Um, and Jag is already talking about how after the veto, we should talk about taking Suri out. And this is the correct move for Jag to wait because. If he goes to Matt early and says, hey, we're thinking about taking Suri out, it tips Matt off that he should not be nominating Suri. Uh, I think Matt feels like he can get away with it right now uh, because they won't vote Suri out um, and he can keep everyone happy. But, uh, but what happens if after the veto, they go to Matt and they say, we want to vote Suri out, uh, and he says no? They can still force it. Mm -hmm. Would they be willing to? This, you know, this is where things get a little complicated. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing with with Jag at the wheel here is that I feel like and I this is kind of relatable because I've also put stuff off before I've put off having hard conversations with people where you kind of kick the can down the road and it's like, all right, today's the day I'm going to talk to this person about the uh, the beef we have. I'm like, you know what? Today's not the day. I'll wait till tomorrow. And then you kind of push it, push it, procrastinate until it's like way later. I fully see it being like, all right, I won the veto. I should say something. And then, mm, you know what? I'll just not use the veto. And then I'll tell him like two days from now, three days from now. And that, but at some point, I think obviously if, ja if Jag or Bowie Jane win the veto, 
I do think Suri's probably gone. I do not see anything. And and even if they talk to Matt, do you think there's a chance Matt changes their mind? Because I don't think so. I I think it's it's tough. It depends on how the conversations go. I think that they will be reluctant to do it against Matt with wishes. Uh, I don't think Jag sees the game quite the same way that I do. Uh, I don't think he feels as uh, he, I don't think he feels it's as crucial as I do for him to get Suri out this week. I think he feels like they'll they'll probably be able to do it next week. I don't think he knows that Matt would evict Bowie over Suri. I don't think he knows that Matt would evict him over Suri. Um, and so he might feel like it's not worth pissing Matt off. Like, what if I lose the the final four and Matt cuts me because he's mad that I went against his wishes? Um, so if Matt really sticks his, uh, puts his foot down, I don't know that they will do it, but it is, it's a, it's a sketchy situation. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like the move for Matt, because it's tough. Obviously, the move for Matt is to put up Bowie and, and Jag and just make sure that one of them leaves. But if Jag wins that veto, he's almost guaranteed to win in the final four. And then he has no reason to keep Matt anymore. Uh, just go to the end with Bowie and Felicia or whoever, because uh, if Jag wins, or sorry, uh, go to the end with uh, Suri and Felicia and then just probably win that final three. I mean, I guess it's not actually that good of a move, but I think he might consider any. Maybe that is the move for Matt, actually, because because. Uh, I don't think Jag would again realize this, but like going to the end with both Suri and Felicia is not great for Jag because that guarantees one of them is facing him in the quiz where that, those are his toughest competition in the quiz. Um, so I'd actually rather have Matt to beat one of them to make it to final three because I have a much better chance of beating Matt in the quiz than I do Suri or Felicia. Um, but that's a whole other thing. So maybe the move is for Matt to do that, but I don't think Matt sees it that way. I don't think Jag sees it that way. Uh, so then the next best thing for Matt is to put up Bowie next to Felicia so that at least if Bowie wins the veto, it's not locking him off uh, uh, from, from making a move. Uh, Bowie can pull herself down and instead of putting Suri up, he can put Jag up and Jag's gone if he wants. And then he's in a great spot. Um, but if he leaves Bowie off the block and Bowie wins the veto, then she doesn't use it and he's locked into taking out either Suri or Felicia. Uh, one really bad situation and one just kind of bad situation. Um, so uh, so he has different options in front of him, but again, it is so the path is so narrow because you just assume that Jag has the highest likelihood of winning any given competition. What would be interesting is if Matt wins the veto this week. I feel like that would be intriguing to me because now... They have to be very careful with how they tread things. Suri's going to have expectations of, or will try and work him to use it. So I feel like that might be my most intrigued outcome. Obviously, Suri winning is a whole different outcome altogether, or Felicia winning is a whole uh, other outcome altogether, uh, where some, someone's going to end up being on the block. But I think Suri winning it would be interesting, but also Matt winning it, I'm not quite mad at either. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous that there are five people competing and we're just like, so when Jag wins the veto... <laughs> yeah, we're like, so this is foregone. <laughs> um, so uh, Jag continues his conversation with Bowie. He says, you know, Bowie, it's, it's just, it's, isn't it wild? This is the exact final five we wanted weeks ago. Back when Cam was still in the house, we wanted this final five. And now here it is. Yeah. Because you've won every competition yeah. since then. <laughs> you've chosen to who to leave. Like it's not like you've like managed to maneuver yourself through you just you've just won and been like you gone, then you, then you oh, okay, I guess you, then you, then you, then you. Hey, how did we do this? What? It's the five we wanted? Where did that come from? And the only inconvenience to your pecking order was when Blue won that second veto. Other than that, everything went according to your plan because you had all the power, man. Yeah, and that that was like that was lucky for them. <laughs> they like forced them into making a better move. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> they might not have gotten here if they had not done that. Uh, Bowie says, you know, we've had chances to make dodgy moves and we haven't. Uh, there's literally no one else in the house that can say that. I thought there'd be like four villains and the rest would be good people uh, in, this, in this game. And Jack says, well, it's the other way around. 
it's been all villains and only like four good people, you know, us. Uh, and they go through, they're like, this is not just a general statement. They're, they're picking up their receipts. Uh, Corey, snake. America, snake. Uh, uh, Blue, shark. Uh, Suri, snake. Felicia, snake. Um, Cameron sucked. Uh, you know, Red was all right. Maybe Red was a good person too. Um, uh, and then they keep going. Heisem, bad. Uh, everyone's a bad person except for them and maybe Red. And then, and then uh, uh, Bowie says, well, I think Riley. Riley would have been good. Um, and I kid you not. Jag says, I hope so. I always like, Riley left while her image was still good in the house. She was still innocent and pure. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> we need an earlier bedtime curfew in the Big Brother house is what I'm learning. Because what? Ugh. The heroes, folks. It's the heroes talking. So weird. <laughs> yeah. Out well, of pocket for what? Speaking of Riley, Matt gets his HOH room. Mm-hmm. And uh, he pulls out the letter. He goes, oh, I know who this is from. I just read the bottom. They're like, who? He starts reading. And it's uh, it's all about like, oh, he finally won HOH. Uh, good for you. Your friends and family are rooting for you. Your friends and family aren't you? Friends and family. What do you mean? Uh, I miss you. I wish that I could be talking with you late night in the hammock because it's Riley. She sent the HOH letter, and she says if the Q-tip heart wasn't enough, I feel the same way. And everyone, oh, I can't believe it. And, and tell us about the photo, Taryn. What were the photos Matt got? A photo of his mom, of course. Of course. With Riley. (laughs) What are we doing here? Y'all couldn't let the dust settle on, on showmances before you could inject another one. Also, also, let me let me hold some contention with this letter, Taryn. The verbiage, the exact verbiage Riley used was, and, and yes, the feelings are mutual. Mm. Now, I don't want to talk about text politics, but if you tell someone you like them and then they say the feelings mutual, it ain't that mutual. They could have said, I like you too. That's way more confirming than it's mutual. Mm. This, is, this, wouldn't, this wouldn't cut it for you. As someone who overreads and overanalyzes everything, <laughs> if I said, I like you, Liana, and she had said the feelings mutual, I would have felt like, are we about to lock down a merger? Like, why, is, <laughs> why are you saying it this way? Oh, yeah, the, your, your stake, your interests align with ours. Why? Just say you like me, please. <laughs> you're, you're looking for a... Ditto. Oh, oh, hell no, Taryn. No ditto. That's no. the most romantic line from Patrick Swayze. Ditto is a Pokemon, Taryn. We do not do ditto here. No. <laughs> it's you do the pottery. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, yeah, pottery. There's, there's, there's physical touch there that can give you some more indications well, not but, quite physical when you're a ghost but you know uh i'm heavily the referenced there. the old movie <laughs> i've never seen it but i know which scene you're talking about you know um <laughs> so uh so yes uh matt got a letter from riley um and they figured out pretty quickly that like um uh that she probably meant to send this like week three Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an early draft that they kept it's been then, like 60 days yeah it's been a minute um well that was the thing that was i didn't know when this would have been sent in but you know 
personally, 84, 85 days into the season, I finally get word from home. I would like it to be from my family, but. Oh, I think I think Matt is. He was fine. He loved it. More than happy to hear from Riley. Um, it was it was awkward, though. Like, it's awkward. It's awkward to have, like, known someone for, like, 14 days and then not hear from them for 60 more uh, or 70 more um, and then get a letter from them that's like, feelings are mutual. Uh, and then, like, like how like the way he's responding is like oh yeah right so now i know <laughs> you know i i didn't know all this time and now i know all right oh and there she is with my mom <laughs> it's a weird situation absolutely weird um i here's the thing though i do like like I loved when they had um they gave Jack the photo of his sister's wedding with his like cardboard cutout head. Uh, I'm a fan of giving them some some images or in, like basically tidbits that this happened while you were gone. I like that. Uh that being said, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's ha- listen, as long as the HOH is happy with the letter they got and the love they're receiving, then I'm happy for them cuz that is supposed to help you you know, push you to the end game and make you feel motivated so that it's working out. So that's good. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I guess I have a girlfriend now. Slow your roll, son. I guess we're going <laughs> to get married. Uh, and yes, he was the guy making fun of America for saying that she wanted a letter from Corey. Um, so uh, the night goes on. And again, like it, even in this moment, like Jag and Bowie are like losing their minds uh, that it's Riley. Um, and Sari is just like, you can tell she's very low energy. She's just like, ah, yeah, this is so great, man. And she gives him a, hug. uh, like she just, she's, she's got nothing, uh, this night. Um, she's going to go back to bed, uh, and Matt stays up with Jag and Bowie for pretty much the rest of the night. Um, very late into the night and they're just hanging out. They're talking, they're celebrating. Um, but the basics of all of it are that he is promising them both. Neither of them are going on the block. Uh, one of them might have to go on the block if, uh, if Suri or Felicia win the veto, but you would know that you're, of course, 100% safe if that happens. Um, but uh, he wants them to talk to Suri to make her very comfortable that she's not going home. She's just a pawn. Um, I fully believe that Matt intends right now to nominate Suri. Um, and he's hoping that Jag and Bowie can help convince because he knows Suri will be upset with him after having promised her. Uh, and so he's hoping that Matt, uh, that Jag and Bowie can go in there and be like, no, it's okay. And use the reasoning of Bowie won the HOH and therefore shouldn't have to go on the block, uh, so on and so forth. Um, so that's, I believe what he currently intends. Now the question becomes, of course, what happens when Suri talks to Matt? How hard is she going to push? What kinds of arguments can she use? Is she going to be able to sway him away from nominating her? Will Matt be willing to go back on the many promises he's already made Bowie? uh, Because that looks so much sketchier than if he had just gone to her right away uh, or even just not promised her anything uh, in the first place. Um, uh, Jag and Bowie speculated that Suri might have thrown the HOH competition to Bowie. Uh, which Bowie was annoyed about because she was like forcing me to get blood on my hands. But I do think that Suri has a decent argument to say, like, that was the plan we were supposed to throw to Bowie. Uh, I gave up my opportunity at winning an HOH so that Bowie could have one. Therefore, I should not be the one to have to go up on the block. Uh, But who knows? Um, You know, uh, this is the situation we're in right now. Ultimately, the real thing that matters is the veto. Uh, the initial nominations are just a matter of like inches. Uh, if Bowie goes up instead of Suri, it just means that Bowie winning the veto doesn't lock them out of doing something. Whereas uh, if Suri uh, doesn't go on the block or does go on the block, uh, you know what I mean. Uh, if 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 Bowie is on the block and she wins the veto, then they can do something. Um, but Bowie is like not exactly the person most likely to win this comp anyway. So uh, it it likely doesn't matter. It's probably just going to come down to Matt or Jag anyway. And so if Matt wins it, he can do whatever he wants. Uh, And if Jag wins it, he can't do whatever he wants. 
regardless of whether or not he puts Bowie on the block. Uh, he would have to put Jag on the block to force anything else to happen, and that just doesn't seem like it's worth the risk. So, um, and and there's all an additional risk of if you do put Bowie up and it pisses Matt uh, and it pisses Jag or Bowie off, then they might be more likely to take out Suri if Jag does win the veto, pulls Bowie down, and forces Suri on the block. Matt now has less of an argument to keep Suri with their votes. Um, so there is some argument to be made that it makes more sense for him to do what they want now so that he has a better case to make for them later, given that he is likely going to have to have Suri on the block regardless if Jag wins that veto. So again, lots to consider, but you know, this is like, again, inches and all that really matters is the comps. Yeah, I think ultimately for me, the sum up is if Jag or Bowie, if the noms are Suri Felicia, Jag or Bowie winning the veto is kind of the most like meh outcome because kind of set, the block is set. Matt Suri Felicia winning is the more intriguing options uh, for me moving forward. All of this to say it's probably going to be the first option, the more dull, predictable one. And this might be a slow burner of a week, but we're almost at the finish line, so we'll be fine. Yes. Also, uh, I was wrong last night. I said that there were four competitions left for Jag. That's if he had won this HOH. Uh, he would then have four more. He There's, would have the veto, uh, the yeah. final four veto, and the final three uh, HOH. He lost this competition, so I was like, oh, he has three left. That's not the case. He still has four left because he can play in this veto and the final four HOH and the final four veto and the final three HOH. So uh, he still has four competitions left. Uh, and he just has to win two of them to tie uh, the record. Um, although it's again, it's like, uh, do we then start uh, like specifying uh, like like different speedrun categories? Like uh, most because we're doing like single season comp record, but it's like, does a single season count as like a a run of competition wins? without being evicted in between like uh like, like that's basically what a season is right like is that you get evicted so i don't know uh but either way we're looking at uh four more competitions for jag um and uh we'll see we'll see where uh we go from here yeah two to tie three to break it so we'll mm -hmm. see all right well that's what we have for you today uh this is probably going to be the longest update of uh maybe the rest of the season so um, <laughs> yeah Get ready Mostly for because we were just going wild with different scenarios uh, that, again, probably won't matter. Um, but uh, I will, of course, be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern to update you on the uh, what happens with the nomination ceremony. Who ends up going on the block? Does Suri have it in her to, uh, to, to, to make something happen? This is really the do or die moment for Suri. Uh, and she could do and still lose because uh, Jag wins. But uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, and then, uh, I've got the Q and a with Rob later today as well. So make sure you tune into that. If you want to ask some questions, we can go into more depth about, uh, these scenarios and all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, so tune in for that stuff, uh, find me on Twitch. We're hanging out, watching episodes of things, playing games, doing things, having fun. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram, you know, climbing and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, Twitch.tv slash Puya. I'll be back live tonight at 10 PM on Twitch. So come through. We have a good time. Come check it out. As far as podcasts go, I've got Traders Canada with Brian Scally. I've got 90 Day this week with Chappelle and Scally, one on each episode. Mass Singer with Liana will be recording today, hopefully dropping into your feed before the weekend fully kicks off. And, uh, you know, we were on the recap last night. I was on the recap last week, Sunday as well. Uh, but Big Brother might be uh, it's almost over. So that that chapter is about to close. So hopefully I have more time to do some other stuff. But we're we're still in it. OK, could be a bumpy ride, but it'll be we'll make it fun. Like we always try. Yes. All right. Well, that's what we have for you, of course. Uh, check out the tickets for the live show. Rob's website dot com slash events. Um, if you want to find tickets for that uh, as we are approaching uh, when it's going to happen. So uh, come hang out with us in person. It's going to be a good time. Uh, yeah, but thank you for joining us here for me because I'm not going to be there. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you for joining us here today. And I will see all of you next time. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.